When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Baddies, we will be back with a brand new episode next week. But in the meantime, here's a brand new podcast to the Dimly Wit Network, Feelings and Other F-Words. And this week's episode is one that I really think will resonate with a lot of you baddies. And Daryl is going to be on an episode that we're going to have a special crossover in December. So go ahead, get to know her before that episode comes up. And then make sure you like, follow, subscribe, download, all of the things on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast to regularly hear feelings and other F-words. But enjoy this little teaser, baddies. Hosted on dimlywit.com. I'm Dr. Daryl Appleton, and this is Feelings and Other F-Words. The F-Word of the day is very near and dear to my very, very tired heart. And that is because we are talking about parenting fatigue. Yes, yes, yes. Those tired, sunken-eyed, slightly disheveled-looking parents walking around, this one is for you. And hopefully in this episode, we can dig into some of the whys and validate the experience and maybe give a little bit of clarity on what to do about it. I have to start this out with number one, I was an excellent parent, the best parent one could ever possibly be or have on the face of this earth. Other people should have gotten out of my way with how good of a parent I was before I had children, before I had kids. And my parenting style has been solely dictated by my children in some level. Like, I, who knew? Who knew that all these ideas I had about screen time and what they would wear and what I would wear and what would they would do or what they would be like and how they would listen to me so attentively so, so attentively um, would actually not be true whatsoever. So I think there is this expectation versus reality to a lot of this that we also need to dive into a bit. But this this was actually, this episode was inspired by this past weekend. I had a bunch of my college basketball teammates up to my house and we don't get together often because kids, life. And we were sitting there and the kids were there as well. And we're in this weird juxtaposition, right? I knew all these women at a time in all of our lives where we were free. We were so free. We were so, we had so much energy in life. (laughs) We, We had so much autonomy. And now we're sitting here being interrupted every five seconds with somebody being like, can you write my behind? She threw a rock at me. Can I go climb this tree? Can I have another donut? Like, please don't touch that. Like, stay away from the lights, you know, Don't put your finger in the socket, all this stuff. And I'm looking around, I'm like, you know, wow, things freaking change. And in our conversations that weren't being 
rudely interrupted by all of our children. You know, we we all kind of looked at each other and without saying it, we all felt it. And we all felt the, the heaviness of being a parent as well as the joy and all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. I don't want people to come at me. I love my kids. I love my kids. But this is about the the experience of parenting. Because guess what, friends? Guess what? You cannot take a sick day from your children. Even worse, when you are actually sick, you cannot not take care of them if they are sick as well. Even if they're not, you drag your ass out of bed, you vomit somewhere in a bucket, and then you go make some eggs, and then you drag yourself back upstairs. Like, it's, it is the hardest thing I have ever had to do. And listen, there is fatigue all around us. Absolutely. People without children can feel this as well. But the parenting fatigue is something I have never, ever experienced ever before. And it's common. The New York Times actually published something not too long ago, and they found that 66% of working parents met the criteria for parental fatigue or parental burnout. 66% of us are just walking around being burnt out from deciding to have unprotected sex. Good God. And it's so much more than that, right? And they kind of broke down some of the symptoms that lead to burnout. You know, and we see this in the World Health Organization on traditional burnout scales. But parenting looks a little different because we see manifestations of this burnout happen in isolation, meaning isolating from your kids physically as well as emotionally. Now, this is a safe space, right? We're in a safe space. I'm going to tell you guys something, and it's not shocking, I'm sure, but 100% I will hide in my car from my kids. They are being looked after. I'm not leaving them, you know, in the house alone. They're one and a half. So that would be wildly irresponsible. But I will totally sneak out to my car and hang out there for as long as I can. Or, you know, those cruises to nowhere where you just sail, you know, along the Mediterranean. I do that in my car. I just drive to nowhere and back. No destination. No errand to run. I just drive. And it's the best vacation that I get. Now, I also understand why Jimmy, my husband, just has to make all these Home Depot runs. Like, I understand the call. Like, the music from the commercial just plays in my head. And I feel like so many significant others are just pulled to those glorious big aisles just full of stuff that nobody actually needs. But, you know, seems important. So, like, I get I get it. Um, and it's funny, some of my girlfriends and I talk a lot about our significant others and how like, wow, they were never really that handy until we had kids. No, nah, never fixed a door in their goddamn life. But here you are, Bob Vila, home again. And I think that's also part of it because the next symptom that was listed in this Times New York Times article was feeling angry or resentful about child care. And this we're going to dive into a little bit later, specifically about primary parenting fatigue, being the primary caregiver. But we can see this across the board in burnout in general with parents, this anger or this resentment about childcare. And it typically doesn't manifest at being angry at your child for having to care for them. It typically doesn't look like, here we go again, Bobby, another day of bringing you to school. Like it might, it may, but I'm willing to bet, and this is from the marriage counseling that I've done in in my past with my clients, it usually manifests as I am the one bringing little Bobby to school, 
Bob while you're at Home Depot. Um, So I think when we have this anger about being a parent or our duties as parent, again, red flag, yellow flag, depending on how severe. This next one, though, I, I would definitely put a red flag on the play if you're feeling this to a level um, it could be really unhealthy. And that is feeling trapped and feeling like you're having lots of escape ideations or fantasies. And this is not, oh my God, I wish I was out with my girlfriends and I wish that I was just sipping, you know, a pina colada on the beach at an adults only resort where children get punted out the front door. This is a little bit more of like, what if I did leave my family? Or in a really severe case, like what if I physically was no longer on this earth? I bet I would be a better parent if I wasn't actually here. Then I'm starting to worry about you because we might actually be talking about suicidal ideation in some capacity. So those are some of the things that were really highlighted in this article as far as symptoms go of parental burnout. Now, the most fucked up part is most of us, I've met bad parents, but so most of us, want to be good parents for our children and being burnt out, the repercussions are actually on our kids. And that's the most crazy piece of this, that while trying to be it all and do it all and fight this fatigue, we end up being shorter with our kids or not having as much patience, or it could enter into the realms of violence, whether that's verbally or emotionally or physically, because we are not well. We're not well ourselves. We don't have the skills to figure it the fuck out and keep it all together. The So I, I kind of like was like, okay, I get all that. And again, New York Times article, working parents, 66% of us are just feeling these ways all the time. And then I started to think like, is this like an American thing? Because I have cousins that live in London and in Italy, and they always laugh. They're like, no, I would never move to the States because you guys are absolute psychopaths. Like your two week vacation is ridiculous. It's abuse. Um, So I'm like, okay, is this maybe an American thing? So I stumbled across the Effective Science Journal and there was a study that was published in 2022 that looked at, I think it was 17,000 plus parents, maybe close to 18,000 from 42 different countries. And they use this parental burnout assessment. Yes, friends, there is an assessment on parental burnout, validated and reliable, to see and answer exactly that question. Is this a cultural thing? Is this a geographic thing? Like, what, what is this? How do we unpack this? Now, to be fair, This data was collected in the height of the pandemic. So it was collected in around 2020 to 2021. And it found that the number one country, or there was a few of them, but within the number ones, and there was three of them, was Poland, Belgium, and the good old U.S. of A. And this makes sense because they go on to list how these are very individualistic countries, meaning we don't necessarily have multi-generational families under one roof. And that whole it takes a village, this type of community care is not as seen as it is in the lower rating countries for burnout, um, the lowest being Thailand. So, yes, how we are raised specifically as Americans matters because we think we can do it all. Manifest destiny. God, conquer, conquer that space. But uh, we need help. 
we need help. And we're seeing that through these cultures that do have help and they are not afraid to ask for it. And and it is multi-generational in a lot of ways. This study also found the people who are more likely to get burnt out are the following. Now, hold on to your hats because I'm not going to blow your mind much here, but hold on to them anyway. So people who are most likely to get burnt out are younger parents, meaning younger in age, mothers, which I will unpack in a second, moms, I see you, I see you, non-working parents, parents in disadvantaged neighborhoods, parents with multiple kids, parents with younger children, single parents, step-parents, and parents who do not live in multi-generational communities or houses or what I was talking about before. Duh. Duh. None of this is surprising, right? But sometimes when we hear it out loud, hopefully we can take some inventory ourselves and say, wow, right. I-, I do fall into a few of these categories. Like it, research is showing that I am more likely to get burnt out. Now, knowledge is power, friends. Knowledge is power. And I say this a lot about mental health. Just because you say you're burnt out doesn't mean you get to just sit in it. I think about diabetes a lot when I talk about mental health in in a million ways. You can get the diagnosis of diabetes. That does not mean you can go out and eat a whole bunch of fucking cake and think that you won't go blind or your foot won't get chopped off by my husband in his private practice. Right? Same thing with burnout, same thing with anxiety or depression, just to get diagnosed and have that validation of like, ooh, there's a name to it. That's only one part. We then need to make these lifestyle choices. We then need to do something about it, because if we're predisposed or if we are already there, then it is more likely to happen to us if we don't change our behaviors. And that's some powerful advice, simple advice, annoying advice but powerful advice. You don't have to be this statistic. You don't have to be this person. And after the break, we are going to dig into our write-in story, which I I feel for this person, this woman. Um, and we're going to be talking a little bit more about primary parenting fatigue and this idea that being a primary parent sometimes is just thrust upon you and it becomes another full-time job that you do not get paid for or get any awards on the wall about, um, but yet it is your job. And I want to go through some of the burnout scale questions so you guys can actually assess for yourselves where you fall, if you fall on this burnout and what to do about it. So some really tangible action steps and all of that is after the break. Baddies, I really hope you enjoyed that. That is the first listen of the brand new episode that is coming out this Thursday. You can hear a brand new episode of Feelings and Other F-Words every single Thursday. Just make sure you like, follow, and subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast to Feelings and Other F-Words. Hosted by Dr. Daryl Appleton. Thanks, and we'll see you next Tuesday.